Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Jacinia Alonzo, Fairfax County Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. She's on the advocacy team there. We're going to talk about domestic violence and the programs and services available through the office and the county. And Jacinia, thanks for being with us on The County Conversation. Sure. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. And I, I must admit, it is a long office title but it's a very important service that the office provides, the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Give us an overview, if you will. What, what, what is that office? What, what is it that you provide, your office provides? Sure. So it is, I agree, it's a long <laughs> title, and it's uh, always, uh, a, we feel successful when yeah. we memorize the, the entire um, But it, But it covers so, so many topics and so many it important does. topics. Yeah. Sure. So our office, we, uh, we serve victims of domestic sexual violence and stalking in Fairfax County. We have uh, several teams um, that work together. And so we have counseling services. We uh, provide advocacy services as well. And I can explain yeah, some of those yeah, okay, um, sure. services in more detail. We provide services um, for to offenders. We also have uh, what we call community engagement, which basically what that means is a team that dedicates um, their time to do outreach and mm. go out in the community and oh, okay. and talk about these issues, okay. raise awareness. Okay. So you've got outreach, raising awareness, making folks um, aware that there's a problem or aware that there's help for the problem. Both. Oh, both. Both. Oh, okay. Um, we, it, we, we, and I'll say it myself, I and mean, we tend to think that domestic violence is an issue that doesn't affect our neighborhood, our county, our state. Uh, but in fact, the deta- the statistics say otherwise. Mm-hmm. We, it is a problem in Fairfax County, um, in the state of Virginia, nationwide, um, worldwide. It's a, it's an issue. Um, that affects right. men, women, children. I, I put you on the spot. I don't know if you have any of this. Are there any statistics or are there any numbers that, that you could provide? Sure. So with statistics, they are they vary uh, depending on, on the site or source. We in, So in nationwide, um, it's estimated that one in four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Wow. Uh, we in, in Fairfax County, we receive every month we receive over 260 phone calls um, to our hotline. And you said that's monthly. Monthly, yes. Wow. Uh, you know, and these are approximate numbers. We have um, victims request you know about 75 family abuse protective orders again monthly. Um, you know, an average of 15 to 17 families escape to an emergency shelter. So these are just statistics in Fairfax County. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's an, an issue that affects um, Well, people. those are statistics, but we have to remember there's a person or a family, in many cases, behind those numbers. I mean, I f- forget the 15 to 17 monthly escape to a shelter, over 260 calls on average per month seeking help or services. I think that's shocking right there to a lot of folks that may be listening to, again, go to your earlier point that 
you know, that's probably not really that big a problem in Fairfax County. Right. That's correct. And one of the, I mean, Fairfax County is unique uh, for many reasons, but one of, one of the, with Fairfax County, we have, um, in our elementary school, uh, kids speak over 182 languages. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is, when we say it's a diverse community, it truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's evident with, like I said, the languages that are spoken in our schools and the amount, the amount of languages. And uh, so the other thing is we we serve individuals of all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. race, cultural background. And I don't know who will come into my office one right. day. It may be someone who lives in some of the more affluent areas of Fairfax County or someone that may have uh, received public assistance. Mm-hmm. So it truly affects right. so many different people. Do you, do you all have staff that are able to truly, uh, surely you can't communicate in all hundred and something languages, but there are multiple language speakers and other ways to, to, to reach the, the, the community or the affected people? Absolutely. So that um, actually leads to a good point. So our theme uh, this month, um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, is it's abuse in any language. Oh, nice. And basically, again, what we're we're saying with that is that it, um, domestic violence affects people that, um, again, all different cultures, people that speak different languages. Um, Abuse is abuse. It Mm. doesn't matter if you speak Chinese. Spanish, um, or Mandarin. So, so to answer your question, we have bilingual staff that answer the hotline. Um, we also have bilingual staff that provide services, direct mm-hmm. services to our um, those seeking help. We also use the language line. Mm-hmm. So if someone calls and they speak a language that um, we may not have that a staff mm-hmm. that speaks that language, we we contact the right. language line right. and as best as we can, try to build that relationship with that person, right. making them feel comfortable. And the language line, if I understand it correctly, is uh, a service that pr- uh, provides a speaker in that native tongue so that they're able to relay your question to the person calling and then relay the answer back. So it's like th- three people on the call, w- but you've got a translator, in other words. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And part of my role is to help people um, go or go through the court process. So whether they're filing for a protective order, have other matters related to their domestic violence case, I will accompany them to court, provide that emotional support. Court also provides services in different languages. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, I've had um, interpreters from, you know, that, that speak, uh, Arabic, right. um, not only Spanish, but just so many different languages, right. um, and that that helps the vic- the victim client um, feel comfortable because we have someone there right. that's interpreting, and then sure. they're able to see me as well. So it's got to be. Uh, I think we talked before we started. Your title, I think you said, was victim advocate. Would be the kind of the best way to, to describe your position. But just hearing that story there when you're when you're going to court and you're helping people, that's got to be emotionally tough for them, obviously, but also for you providing the service. So 
I got to ask, how did how did you get into this <laughs> this line of work? How did you become employed with Fairfax County and 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 working with the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services? Sure, um, that is a great question. So, I have been with the county um, with the office for about five years now. Wow! And I believe that, um, or I, a lot of the people that choose to do this work is because they have been affected in one way or another, whether family member, friends, close loved ones. Um, So I, years ago, I went to different uh, countries and and worked at at orphanages and I saw that this just, Mm. this was an issue, domestic Mm. violence. Um, Kids were dropped off at orphanages because there was a history of domestic violence in the home and mom or dad couldn't take care of these kids and just throughout the years i there was a passion that just developed Mm. and i wanted to do something i wanted to be able to help Mm. whether it was to provide support uh, provide a phone number resources what have you i wanted to be there to be that that person that listens right. and not only listens but cares as right. well. Right. Well, it's got. To, I mean, just going through the court system just on a regular day, or just trying to access county services from a, a, a vast array of county agencies and, and things like that on a good day for most folks is is and can be challenging. I, I can't even imagine adding on to that, you know, uh, domestic abuse, sexual violence, anything else that you're dealing with, and then having to try to find out where to go to get help or whatever. So to have someone there as a, a, a shoulder to lean on, if you will, you know. Yeah, it is a daunting process to go through court. And I, mean, I always say, even if you're going to court to pay a ticket mm. or other matters that are not related to domestic violence, it's just scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think that's where Fairfax County, we that's something that I am proud of, of working for this county, is that we collaborate with so many different mm. um, agencies. And it is a true group effort to raise awareness, to provide the services, um, and just really come together to, 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 to stop domestic mm. violence. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with the courts. We have an advocate that's at the courthouse Mm. um, every day. And so if a person comes in and is not sure whether they want to file a protective order, they're just not sure. An advocate is there to provide that support. We work with um, Fairfax County Police Department as well. And um, we have what what we call the lethality assessment protocol. Mm -hmm. And when when an officer goes to a a response to domestic violence, call they based on the questions they ask they will call um, an advocate and at, at that time it could be three in the morning oh, wow. 5 a.m it doesn't matter right. and we'll again provide that emotional support wow. provide um, resources so again we're working with different entities right, right. in the county right. to raise awareness um, okay we're talking with Jacinia Alonzo, Fairfax County's Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services here on the County Conversation. And we're taking this time during the month of October to talk about this issue because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. 
if you happen to be listening later in the archives and it's still not October, domestic violence isn't something that's just limited to the month of October. It's a year-round uh, issue that uh, we unfortunately have to deal with and uh, we're trying to provide some valuable uh, information and resources that uh, hopefully you don't need or maybe someone you know uh, will need. So uh, thanks for listening and Jacinda, thanks for uh, being with us. We're talking about the office and you kind of talked about outreach a little bit. Um, Advocacy. I want to make sure we kind of touch on that as well. Um, You know, we've talked a little bit about uh, some of the advocate roles that you're, you know, helping people with the with the court system, that kind of thing. But when we're talking about the advocacy part of what the office does, can you kind of highlight that a little bit? Talk about that a little bit. Sure. So in our office, our advocates are um, we are housed at the Domestic Violence Action Center, which is a co-located center. made up of both county and nonprofit agencies. We're at the historic courthouse. And as I stated before, so our role is just, is really to provide that support. Our services are client driven. If someone walks into my office and says, hey, I don't wanna leave, or I'm, I'm not ready to leave, um, then my role, my main priority is to, prov- to talk about safety. Mm-hmm. How can I, work with this person to um, help keep them safe in the home. If they walk in and they say, well, I want to file a police report or I want to start this court process, then great, that's their decision. My role will be to help them and walk and walk them through mm-hmm. that process. So we, we empower our okay. um, clients. We, again, like I said, our, our services are client-driven. We let them dictate next step. I was going to ask, you're not trying to force one course of action or Absolutely another. Absolutely not. I always tell my, my clients, you are the expert in your situation. You know the abuser best. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Right. Um, I'm just hearing from, from the client. So they're the expert. I'm here to provide them with information about resources and most importantly, let them know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we can create their own uh, a support system for those people that walk into our offices, um, connect them to different um, organizations right. that will be able to assist them. If, if someone is experiencing domestic violence, and you kind of out, uh, outlined a couple of options, but can you kind of run me through the, the, the list or the gamut of, of possible options or choices? You know, I mean, obviously, from doing nothing to totally leaving the situation, there's a lot of options in between. Yes, I mean, you are correct. There are several options. Um, again, a person may decide that they don't want, they're not ready to leave or circumstances don't allow them to leave. So at that point, we will safety plan. Safety plan uh, may entail giving them information of, um, you know, shelters or just tips of of how to stay safe in the home. Um, A person may say, uh, I need to talk to someone. So we provide counseling services. Our Mm. services are free and confidential. And um, so if they're not, they don't know exactly what to do, then we will refer them to counseling services. We also provide services um, to children who have witnessed domestic violence. Um, And so again, we may talk about those options. If a person says, hey, I need to get out of here right now, we have um, emergency shelter as Mm -hmm. well for our victims of domestic violence. 
24 hours um, and we call, we help them uh, go through that process and and uh, getting them into shelter. Right. So that may be an option, a protective order may be an option for someone. Um, sometimes it may, it may uh, rise to the level of a person wanting to leave the state. Mm. So again, how do we work with our resources? How do we collaborate with other right. agencies to help that happen mm-hmm. and facilitate that process? Right. And it, and it could be just as simple as needing someone to talk to. Yes, and validate. It, it may just be someone who has been in a relationship for so long and they thought something was off or they saw some of those red flags, but they either heard from, from loved ones or or other individuals that oh well it, it's okay it'll get better so they mm-hmm. sometimes they just want someone to say no like this right. is wrong abuse is wrong mm-hmm. doesn't matter what language you speak um, it and and to to validate what they've been experiencing and uh, and offer them that support right. offer them that I mean there there have been times when I've just been on the phone for an hour with someone oh, who's just just, listen, just yeah. listening and they're just sharing information. And they say, hey, I've never shared this much with someone before. Right, right. Um, but they just want that listening ear yeah. and someone to, to let them know right. it's okay. Right. We're here. You mentioned that, uh, I forget the exact phrase of how you said it, uh, it what, it's, it's abuse in any language, yes, I, I think is how you said it. It's abuse in any language. Right. So there's lots of languages in Fairfax County. There's lots of cultures in Fairfax County, uh, a melting pot of everyone. But again, as your slogan says, it's not just a problem in the affluent community or just a problem in the Spanish-speaking community or the English-speaking community or the, the, the lower socioeconomic community. It's spread across everywhere. How do we how do we solve it? How do we get past people realizing and I and I'm going to assume here, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it's more of a problem for the male being the offender. We so uh, is yes yeah, statistics. So two part question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So let me get to the first part. So you how do we how do we get past this? How do we solve this problem of domestic violence? I mean that that so it is actually well. Yes, I but. know, right? But let's, so again, brings up another good point. This is our thirtieth year anniversary of um, celebrating Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Wow. The first uh, time the month was recognized was in 1987. Wow, the year I was born. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't <it's>, ask. <laughs> it's okay, but so it, it's a special year. I mean, we it, three decades of so many changes right. that have happened. I mean, we have seen legislation um, in our county. You know, just a few weeks ago, our Board of Supervisors proclaimed October as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And from where we started uh, with some different efforts to where we are now, um, again, we have hotlines. There have states that countries that don't have a hotline mm-hmm. they don't have um, shelter available and and so we have really like I mean as I mentioned before we work together to um, as a community raising awareness uh, 
to address these issues of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is educating people. Mm-hmm. Like we, we started this off. Some people say, hey, this is not happening in my community. Right. This doesn't happen in my home. This doesn't happen uh, in my church, in my, in my place of worship. And every single year, every outreach event that we, that we attend, we are uh, trying to address that uh, it's a you know perception that yeah. abuse should stay in the home. Mm. We shouldn't talk about it, mm. and we're raising that awareness. Right. Um, we I, have a long way to go, yeah. but I think but that it comes we're up, come a long way. We have, and and our you know Fairfax County, other jurisdictions, we are, in my opinion, we're heading in that direction where we're involving so many different organizations, so many different entities, uh, to. To work together mm. to address this this problem. Okay, I I would love to continue on the conversation and ask a bunch more questions, but unfortunately we're we're kind of at that that time mark. But before we do, I think one of the most critical bits of information I want you to make sure you share is a telephone number, website. Where can folks get more information, resources, etc., to help that that they may need, or 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 just that that ear that they can talk to? Sure. So just um, as we wrap things up, I believe in our office, our community, every resident in Fairfax County deserves respect, safety, and a life free of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, our community is stronger if we work together. And so if you are aware of a potential situation or the listeners, um, or you're, you yourself are involved in, in a situation and you don't know quite what, to, you don't know what to do, next steps, um, make the call. We have a make the call campaign. And what that is doing is raising awareness to pick up that phone and dial 703-360-7273. There will be a staff, a, a, a trained staff, um, answering that hotline and giving you information about what you can do. So when when you're confused, if you don't know what to do next, make the call. Um, if you want to volunteer, if you right. want to get involved. Um, make the call. That is, yeah, make yeah. the call. That is where. Now is that a 24-7? It is a 24-7. Yep, 24-7. Wow. And again, we, we have bilingual staff. We also use the language line. So whatever language you speak, it's abuse in any language, and someone will be there 24-7 at 703-360-7273? Yes. That's the number. That is the number. So make the call and get some help. Make the call. All right. I think that's the perfect place to end, so with that telephone number and make the call. And, again, as you pointed out earlier, if you just feel like something's a little weird, it's not right, maybe this shouldn't be that way, Call 703-360-7273. Jacinia, thanks for uh, for being with us on the County Conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Again, remind, remind you that October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but if you're listening in the archives past October, it's a problem that unfortunately is year-round, 365 days a year. So 
again, a, a great tagline that Jacinia shared with us. It's abuse in any language, so remember that 24-7 phone number to call, 703-360-7273. Thanks to you for listening to the County Conversation. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. Or you can call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.